I can't wait for your baby to get here. <laughs> oh my god. Hashtag girl dad. I gotta figure out what things I'm gonna get for this baby because and for you know, you guys. You brought her into the world. <laughs> but So I got to figure out what kind of onesies I'm going to get this baby. <laughs> How am I going to imprint on her life? <laughs> That's the goal. We can agree to disagree. Well, we can agree to agree. Yeah, but we're not. Welcome back, friends. This is Timby. And with halfway through a year of hell. And this is Disagreeable Yours. As you can all see, I am back with the greeting. <laughs> it was fun while it lasted. This, this moderation shit's it's a lot of work. Oh, I'm glad, like I said, I'm glad points were made. So we can get back to the get back. I've never said that you didn't work hard. <laughs> Except that one show where you made fun of my notes, but that's fine. We won't discuss it. We only have two episodes left until break shit. We are discussing it right now, actually. We're not discussing it further because, you know, I could belabor the point for a few more minutes, but I will not. You mean like you're doing it right now? Only because you keep talking about it. Attitude check. What's up? What's new? New week, who dis? Returning to some normalcy, uh, went to a graduation party last last weekend for my, he's my little cousin, but he's more like my nephew, um, and it was nice, it was outside in their backyard, it was like being outside with people not covered in masks and ketchup and everything, and also congratulations to Jew, um, his name is Julius. My mother-in-law came in town last week. She came in town. It was nice. Um, she brought a bunch of cute baby stuff. Um, she got to spend time with her pregnant daughter. They picked out a theme for a nursery, which Aww. I'm sure one day I'll find out. Okay. Um, <laughs> so cute. Now I have a reason to bring my things up there. It's probably won't be yes. the. It probably won't be the best environment to record though however i would be more willing now that there's a no, baby involved instead of a screaming dog there'll be a screaming baby right but they're hard to cut out <laughs> that's the problem <laughs> right i will at least come bring you a microphone <laughs> i will come more though i want to see the baby and people don't usually bring babies to you <laughs> Hold on. My mom texted me. She's just liking a message from yesterday evening. I don't know if I'm happy or sad that they gave our parents technology. Me either. I'm already showing her how to do certain things. I cannot imagine when we get older, especially because I, too, am a late adopter most of the time. So when I'm teaching myself... shit-ass old iPhone. (laughs) 
if it ain't <laughs> if it ain't broke, don't fix it. I will ride a car till the wheels fall off. I'ma take that iPhone four until iPhone nine comes out. <laughs> until my battery stops working. And I think we're starting to get into plans to like I say me, but I think everyone kind of doing something different in terms of how you're gonna go back to work. Except for people that work at Twitter that I guess are just don't have an office anymore. <laughs> Lucky you. Um, and then other than that I've just really been kind of contemplating should I move to Ghana and live out <laughs> of this racist country or if you're prepared to build your air conditioned fortress I mean it's better than taking a bullet from the cops that is also very true so what's up with you how's your week um, so, there was a little Tooth Fairy fiasco. A Tooth Fairy fiasco? Yes. So, my daughter lost two teeth last week. One she lost while she was at her grandparents' house. And so, being grandparents, super excited, you're going to immediately get this Tooth Fairy money. Cool. She was great. Came home, excited. Came home, another tooth was loose. So, while I'm in the shower, she pulls her tooth out. Which, which I feel like she's been doing. She's strapped for cash. Right. I feel like she's been doing that a lot. Like, she gets annoyed with having wiggly teeth in her mouth. So the moment it's on that last nerve, she's about to pluck it right on out. Because <laughs> there's usually no blood involved at all. So I guess that has been jiggling a little too much for her. So she just pops it right on out. Point being. Thanks for the sound effect. You're awesome. welcome. Point being, she was very excited to put it under her pillow. But mommy, who typically falls asleep around the same time as she is, totally forgot. I woke up, and the first thing I thought was shit. I've been putting money under her pillow. <laughs> so she hears me moving around, and I hear her running upstairs. And again, I think, shit. She's about to tell me how the tooth fairy didn't come. Sure enough, here she comes. Mommy, the tooth fairy didn't come. I was like, oh, well, maybe, you know, she's probably really busy. <laughs> it's like, she's probably really busy. A lot of kids probably lost teeth this week. I was like, why don't you put it back under there um, to see if it comes? And she said, well, yeah, I'll put it back under. I'll check in a little later. I was like, well, you know, you have to be asleep for the tooth fairy to come. So just put it back and we'll see what happens tomorrow. Tomorrow comes. Guess who fell asleep again? Oh my god! <laughs> Forgot to. <laughs> Day two, she wakes up again. The tooth fairy didn't come. I was like, "Well, you lost two teeth this week. Maybe she just got confused because she just came." Just put, back order. put it back under the pillow. <laughs> we'll see what happens tomorrow. So this is day three. Go to sleep. I literally left myself a calendar reminder just in case I went to sleep before putting under there. Because my, not biggest fear, but I don't want to do it like right when she goes to sleep. Because you know, you're kind of, you'll easily wake up. So in my mind, I'm always waiting for her to get into a deep sleep. But within that hour of waiting, I pass out or forget. So I set myself a reminder. Luckily, I didn't need it. But I mean, it was already day three. Left the money. 
She woke up. She was happy. Da, 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 da. But now I'm questioning, I don't know if I'm playing her or she's playing me. She's definitely playing me. Um, <laughs> I feel like. What go for these days? So usually I only give her like $3, $2 or $3. But her grandparents, I just gave her $5. And I was clearly slipping. So I felt obligated to give her $5. <laughs> she had to wait two days. I paid a penalty fee and gave her $5. She probably knows what time you wake up and sets a calendar reminder for herself and wakes up before you. So now I'm wondering, does she, I feel like maybe she knows the tooth fairy does not exist and she's just giving me an opportunity to do the right thing. And I am sitting well, here like... She's just trying to get that check. But I couldn't tell. So it's not like I wanted to... On one hand, I wanted to just give her the money. Like, here you go. You know I'm the tooth fairy. But then it's like, well, I don't want to surely break the fantasy so we're just going to play each other until one of us knows what the other knows and by then she'll have enough money to buy her eye by then she better have all her adult teeth and the tooth fairy died the tooth fairy dead you got all the money you're going to get so does she believe in Santa Claus same story I cannot tell if she is playing me or I'm playing her but I'm going to keep up the facade until I know for sure Hashtag mom life. (laughs) She's not Googling it, but. (laughs) I'm I'm sure she is, but I cannot for sure let down the illusion because I don't want to ruin it for sure. So until then, we're just going to keep playing this game. We're going to keep playing in each other's faces until we know for sure. Oh, and I'm also doing this girl trek thing. So it's like a boot camp. It's on Instagram and Twitter. I think it's called Girl Trek Boot Camp, actually. But this month that they're sending out one black woman in history per day to inform you about the woman, to send you some speeches about her, perhaps. They send you a Spotify playlist and information about that woman. And so far, it's been great. They've even included trans women, which I thought was great. So Marsha P. Johnson was yesterday. Eartha Kitt was today. Um, okay. is, so I've learned about a few people I didn't even know about, um, including in March when we did the Black History information and you told me about Esther Jones. I did not realize Esther Jones was like a baby, like baby Esther. She was a child entertainer from like the age of four. And another woman, you can guess what color she was, Helen Kane sued in 1934 for royalties or damages from the people who made Betty Boop claiming that it was her. Meanwhile, she stole the act. The original Karen. Original Karen, Helen Kane. She sued. She sued, and that's when it came out that you stole this from Baby Esther, so if anyone should be suing, it's Baby Esther. But they were never able to find her in order to give her any money which I mean it was 1934 so they probably would have found a way not to but she was actually like the most well-paid child actor in Europe because the U.S. didn't want to pay her of course so yeah learn that on like day four it's like Karen's going Karen doesn't matter what decade what century it doesn't matter Thanks. That's all I have. 
so I feel like I have nothing but positive things to say about Marvel and shitty things to say about DC. As most people seem to. In continuing in that trend, Harley Sawyer, who plays Elongated Man on The Flash, was fired for po- posting sexist and racist tweets. Um, and I know we talked about cancel culture. We did a whole episode on it. Um, these tweets were from six to four years ago, and he he hasn't said anything fucked up that anyone has screenshotted and provided to the public since. But yeah, um, the the Flash has probably the strongest, definitely leading black cast. Um, Candace Pat is uh, Pat. She's the leading actress. She plays Iris. It's an interracial love situation. They have a black family. Um, the producer, the producer for the Flash, Eric, is a. Uh, I forget his last name. I think it's Rope, but. Um, He's black, so they fired his ass. And in general, the CW promotes a lot of um, homosexual, trans, black awareness. Um, Whether it's true or not, who knows, but it's definitely their brand. Um, Yeah, they have been good at that, even though I don't watch most of them when they're out. I can tell that by the commercials, that they do have a good, diverse cast. So, um, so yeah, he's fired. The they're going to Batwoman him? They are going to they are They are talking about Batwomaning him and actually just having him just finding someone else and recasting him to play his character um, as opposed to just getting rid of his character completely because he's so interwoven into the storyline. Um, but another one by Sedust. So Batwoman, Amber Heard as Aqua. I don't want to say bitch. Um, and... Wait, now, what? Amber Heard isn't Aqua woman now? Because of that no, whole stuff she, with Johnny Depp, right? What, she was, she sued? Johnny Depp sued her? Johnny she got Depp caught up lying. Sued her for didn't she purge... She perjured herself or something? or something? Yeah. I didn't... She fired, Ruby Rose quit, Harley Sawyer fired. Okay, I, I don't think I remember that Amber Heard was fired. I knew that all that happened. I didn't know that she was actually fired. Okay, well, bye, girls. Um, and a happier note, happy 50th episode to his mom and her son. Yep, it is their 50th episode. They passed their year mark a couple weeks ago, months ago. But it's their 50th episode, so go listen. They're also doing a live Instagram for the BET Awards, so that should I be fun. It's not today. It's on a Sunday. But the day that we're recording was Tuesday. I think it comes on Sunday. Because it hasn't posted. It wasn't. They didn't load an episode yesterday. It was today. Yeah. Oh, so was it yesterday? When were the BET Awards? They're going to Instagram Live the BET Awards when it comes on. Today is their 50th episode. Yes. Um, oh, and now, last but not least, nothing to do with black anything. Um, a good friend of ours, maybe this has a black 
a good friend of ours sent us a nursery rhyme or a, a nursery book, our first book that we've gotten for our future daughter. Um, and it's entitled Go the Fuck to Sleep. <laughs> That's a good one. I think we got that same first book. It's somewhere. I don't know. It's good though. Samuel Jackson does the uh, audio. Really? Mm-hmm. There's an audio book. Oh shit, that's awesome. Um, so while I can only read this to my daughter in the absence of her mother, um, and I'm still constantly debating that with myself. <laughs> yeah, because it's not actually a children's book. Yeah. The only thing wrong is the word fuck. Yeah. So you can. And bullshit. Okay. Yes, you can just not read those to her. The cats nestle close to their kittens. The lambs laying down with their sheep. You're cozy in your warm bed, my dear. Please go to fuck to sleep. A reading by Whitney. <laughs> you should do your own audiobook. Post it everywhere. <laughs> Definitely will. Think about writing my own children's book now. Now that you've been encouraged with curse words, it can be done yes. and it can be sold. Correct. That's all I got. Okay. So I was not really looking for information, but it's kind of like it kept being thrown at me and I was like, all right, well, I get it. Let me actually do work for these last two episodes. <laughs> um, just a few things. Um, Florida Governor Ron DeSantis signed a bill that will allow college athletes to start making money from endorsements starting next summer. So, congrats to those college athletes. We already know how I feel about it. Boston Mayor Marty Walsh has declared racism a public health crisis and is going to reallocate $3 million from the city's police department to public health. And will propose transferring $9 million more million for housing and counseling initiatives. This is what I mean by I don't care if people are moving sincerely. I just care that it has a positive effect on black people. I honestly don't care how racist you are in your house. As long as you're scared to be that way out in these streets again. We'll take whatever we can get. We will. And we'll take your money for housing initiatives and defunding police and all that stuff. After retailers were shamed this week when a picture of stores having hair products for black people locked up in clear cases and products for less coarse white people hair not locked up, Walmart will no longer lock up products such as Shea Moisture, Tijin, Miel, etc. So go ahead, girls, steal your products. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, why didn't they just go the opposite way and just lock, lock the, the other ones up? So that's the same thing I thought. I was like, well, Hair products are still coveted. We still want them. But now I know that it was super racist because the real solution to me, if it was about people, all people taking your products would be to lock the other ones up. But no, you release the other ones. So you, you just don't want the niggas to do it. So yeah, kind of fuck y'all. But also thanks, I guess, because it's annoying as fuck to have to ask someone to come unlock your things. Um, Band-Aid has finally added more skin tone colors to their basic beige arsenal. However, fuck that, because Twitter dropped a jewel and made me aware of brown digits. They have been out 
Black-owned business, which has been selling skin tone colors for Black people. And they include young children in different job fields, like a doctor, ballerinas for kids, or you can just get a plain colored one for adults. They're about 3 to $4 the case, so do that instead. Hashtag brown juice. Go buy some. Um, the Supreme Court moved in the right direction when it ruled yesterday that employers cannot fire workers because of their gender identity or sexual orientation. The case looked into whether the Title VI of the Civil Rights Act of 1964, which forbids discrimination on the basis of sex, also includes discrimination based on gender identity and sexual orientation. Spoiler alert, it does. The decision combined three cases, all of which revolved around an employer who allegedly fired a longtime employee for being gay or transgender. I too, I too. I'm assuming maybe we were reading state or regional laws, but so also fuck them for just doing this and for declining to, and for declining to reexamine qualified immunity. What is qualified immunity? You ask qualified immunity is a legal doctrine in the United States federal law which shields government officials from being held personally liable for discretionary actions performed within their official capacity unless their actions violate clearly established federal law, even if their victim's civil rights were violated. Qualified immunity is a defense to standing civil trial. In order to overcome the defense of qualified immunity, a victim must show that the law enforcement violated clearly established law by pointing to a case arising in the same context and involving the same conduct. The officer's use of force is seen as objectively reasonable unless you can prove otherwise. Which I'm assuming is why it's so hard to really charge these things. I mean, again, the system's in place to not help us. Yes, exactly. So fuck the SCOTUS for not even trying to pretend to examine this. Uh, also, um, not to the, going back to the, the law about um, not discriminating against uh, the LGBTQ. Sexual orientation I, and gender identity. Yes. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Clarence Thomas was one of the judges who didn't, who he voted, voted no. I mean, uh, I don't know why I explained that. Same. We can be our enemy too. That's why I have such a hard issue when people want to make it all about, like, oh, support black people regardless. No. Support and enabling are two different things. I'm not about to enable anybody to play me. No. The, uh, the government is like that. That old fisherman in the, what is it, the State Farm commercial? Like, they hold out justice, and they're like, ooh, gotta be quicker than that, and rip that shit back. <laughs> Bitches. Sorry. Yes. That is a very accurate depiction. There's nothing better. They epitomize that, take one step forward, take three steps back. 
I feel like they try to pass one good thing and slide the other thing like right under the radar where everyone's celebrating. That is correct. And also, excuse me for the late recognition, but June is Pride Month to commemorate the Stonewall Riots, which occurred at the end of June in 1969. As a result, many Pride events are held during this month to recognize the impact LGBT. I always feel weird about stopping at T, just because I know it's like the QAI. IQ, then you got the but, homosexuals. But then it's like, y'all be using both too, and I don't want to be disrespectful, but I feel like both works. So, okay. I'm just going to continue with the LGBT people have had in the world. It started off as kind of like a week, and then it expounded into a month, which it seems like is right on brand for people who don't have rights. So, congrats to you guys. What I didn't know is the New York State Liquor Authority used to penalize and shut down establishments that served alcohol to known uh, gay individuals, arguing that the mere gathering of homosexuals was disorderly. Like, what the fuck? These regulations were overturned in 1966, and they could now be served alcohol, but engaging in gay behavior in public, like holding hands, kissing, or just dancing with someone of the same sex was still illegal. So police would basically harass and raid gay bars looking for homosexual behavior in order to be able to police them. And by police, I mean brutalized. Cut to... categorizes gay behavior. Right. And then it's also like, so y'all just constantly, for decades, go seeking out what you think that you hate just so that you can beat people up. Cut to the Stonewall Riot on June 28th, 1969, when New York City police raided the Stonewall Inn, a gay club located in Greenwich Village in New York City. They pretty much brutalized and violated every person that they got their hands on, including checking their sex. They would take them, they would have female police, I hate female, I'm gonna take that back. They would have- Why do you hate female? It is not bitch. Because when we, when we say men, we barely ever say male. These males, these males. So it's like, why don't y'all just say women? Like men, women. Why do y'all default to female? Because usually it's really a hard F like you want to say something else. But anyway, they would get women police officers to take them to the bathroom and check if they could not tell. Like how much violation, legal violation can you get? And as a result, the Stonewall riot served as a catalyst for the gay rights movement. So... Happy Pride Month to all, and to all a good night. Wow. Um, <laughs> and fuck I Trump. I imagine standing in a line to be checked. If I, what, if I got an in-ear out. Right, and you know it's not peaceful, so you're basically dragging people off, forcing them to take their pants off, or raise their dress up? Like, how disgusting. I can't imagine, like, sexual assault by anybody is the worst thing that I can think of. Like, it makes my skin crawl thinking about sexual assault. Because how depraved do you have to be to do that to somebody? Or think that you need to? That's all I got. Fuck oppressors. I feel like I'm obligated to say, your shirt says I love Obama. Happy belated birthday president obama yes it was obama day i, I wish it was emperor obama and you just never had to leave if i had to have a dictator it would be obama and uh that other guy had a birthday 
And so on Twitter, all they did was flood the timeline with pictures of Obama and messages to Obama, and it was called Obama Day, and that was great. So Beetlejuice had a birthday too. Mm-hmm. I really just thought it was Obama's birthday. I didn't really need to much mm-hmm. just. It's not his birthday. Just happy. <laughs> it was Beetlejuice's birthday. Yes. Known Shit. as Obama Day. That's the kind of petty that I can get behind. Yeah. So, breakdowns or breakthroughs? Hell yeah. Season finale. Oh, so I was like, granted, we're going on break shit. Is it next week? Next yes. Week you have reminded me for weeks that is our f- anniversary episode next week. Yes. So we will do that, and then we will take break shit. So during our break shit, we have to come up with a new show to binge or see weekly watch to break down and break through. I know, this has been fun. But now, what are we going to do? Because we have to choose something like on Netflix or Prime because production has halted for everything. So nothing is about to start. I need to search these Twitter streets to figure out what the nigs are watching. For this week's breakdown and breakthroughs, we have the season finale of Insecure. So Um, good. Is this or is this not the best season of Insecure? I think it's... And if anything, it's the first one just because we were new? Like, this is... I think it's the... It's the season where they actually address a lot of different layers of insecurity. Like, everyone's, like... Tiffany's got her shit. Kelly is trying to like hold these crazy females together. See, y'all wasn't gonna say bitch thing. Exactly, anyway. like usually. Um, you know, Issa and Molly obviously. All the men have shit going on. Condolescence, like so. I do think it showed. A, now, granted, you had to build these characters um, to break them down, but but season five, it could have got shitty real quick. But the the writing, the directing, the direction, like the scene, the cinematography, the way that they've been editing it, the colors that they've chosen, the framing, it's all just been really beautiful to watch. Even like sometimes I'm looking at the show this season and I'm smiling because like the interactions are like so right on or something is just so nice about how the scene is set up. I just think all together they've done a great job. Look at how far they've come. I mean, you know, because of your recommendation, I binge watched Awkward Black Girl. Yay! On YouTube, right before Insecure premiered. So Issa Rae was like a YouTube, like great production value. She had a lot of good content, but did I don't you, know how big YouTube stars really are. And now you, she's got Carity Washington wearing her merch, directing, directing her shows. So, did you see Thug Yoda? The I baby whisper nigga. <laughs> and I, I love both his character on Opera Black Girl as with the baby voice nigga Ooh. and Thug Yoda. The, the duality is probably my favorite character. And yeah. um, what was her best friend's name? I don't She's just like a co-worker of hers that we got y'all, but she was her best friend in um, mm-hmm. One person who didn't make it, besides White J, was uh, her boss. Like her crazy boss from Opera Black Girl. I don't. I watched it so long ago. I don't remember her face specifically, but 
I mean, everybody can't come with you. You got to pick and choose sometimes. Right. <laughs> maybe they have demands that weren't about to be met. Who knows? Or maybe she's a writer. Or she's hard to deal with. You know, you take what you can get when you're trying to launch your brand. And then it's like, hmm. Or, or maybe she's behind the scenes. Perhaps. Anyway, yeah. Um, so we start with Issa and Lawrence. They're at the farmer's market, which Insecure constantly reminds us that we cannot go outside and we're trapped in our fucking homes. <laughs> um, and, of course, King Lawrence got the job and is moving to San Francisco. Finally, they have the long-distance conversation. And Issa is open to um, having... Um, keeping their relationship going, and even moving. But she ain't got a job, so, I mean, of course, why not? <laughs> well, that means she can find a job anywhere. Um, Right, so before we had spoken, you were saying how, so they're not even going to talk about it, and I think I basically was saying how, why do you need to talk about it until you get the job? So they got the job, so now they're having a conversation. And in my mind, it was always... Of course, I guess if you don't know whether you want to do long distance or not, you'll hold the conversation off because if you don't get the job, you never have to have the conversation. Sure. But I kind of felt like for a moment, I did think Lawrence was about to be like, so, oh, you want to, you going, you trying to move with me? I thought I would just want to skedaddle. And no, I think for a second, Lisa, I think she was like more, we don't have the conversation because wherever you go, I'm going to go. I'm gonna go. Yeah, but also it could have been like, well, I thought you could just, we could be doing this until you move, right? It's still good, but like when you leave, it's still like, okay, we can leave, we can part on good terms. So I am glad that they both decided that they want to do it. And like she said, it's a 45-minute flight. Like you could drive a 45-minute flight if you wanted to. Not that anyone. Yeah, San Francisco is only five hours from LA. Right. Not, not that anyone wants crazy. to, but yeah, it's not crazy. It's easy to do, especially. Yeah, yeah, so it's an easy commute to do sometimes, and it's easy to take your time to find a job and find out if it works in general. So I was happy about that. Um, I forgot what he said, but she was like, you trying to get this congratulatory fuck or no? I'm like, you about to talk yourself <laughs> right out of sex. Well, my favorite was <laughs> she called it the Windy City. She's like, did you go to school? Oh, yeah, maybe that was it. She was like, no, it's not the Windy City because it gets cold. Um, now we have Molly and Andrew are at a happy hour at Molly's firm. Um, so this is why I hate going to happy hour with lawyers. Because it's like my dress code at my job, if I don't even wear a tie that matches my pants, you got an interview? I automatically have an interview. Exactly. Going where, to you, funeral, where are you going after this? Laptop before a wedding. Like, where are you I, going? I have a coworker, or not a direct coworker, but and she basically wears pajamas and a t-shirt to work. Like that's her. Um, Andrew continues to be the male Carrie Bradshaw, being a fashion icon. <laughs> um, now he's in this suit that I'm sure is Giorgio Armani or some shit. Asian Bay dresses nice. Asian Bay looks great, dresses nice. And you can also continually see how Molly is getting on his fucking nerves. <laughs> so, and if you remember the line more specifically than I do, please cut me off. Um, he says, Molly, so they're at this party, 
They got the drunk co-worker that's getting drunker. I always appreciate how Insecure incorporates trashed people because that is me. She is me. I am her at events. Um, and so Andrew, which in my opinion is kind of a petty line he's trying to pick a fight, says, I'm having fun now, but I don't know if I'm going to have fun later. Okay, so yeah, so that was after... That was after they were playing like this guess who game because he had never met her co-workers. Based on the information that he's been told, he's guessing who her co-workers are. And so far, he's accurate. So it starts with him picking out who Torian, Torian is. And then that other guy was named BJ, who asked to be called Benjamin, but she refuses. She refuses. So BJ, <laughs> you know, says, oh, we're about to, we're going to leave and go to this other spot. You know, if y'all want to come through basically a general invitation. And Mike's like, yeah. And Andrew's like, well, and then they look at each other and then BJ's like, all right, well, I'm going to leave. Y'all can, you go come if you want. <laughs> and get messy before it gets clean. Right. And I don't want to be in it. So Molly's like, what? You don't want to go? You're not having a good time. And that's when he says, well, I'm having a good time now, but I mean, later, which is true. We've been at your work function. This is the function. We should at least have the conversation together to decide if we want to do it or not. You just told this guy yes without even looking at me. Yeah, but I guess... um, So I totally get the feeling because it's free booze, you outside, you've been around these people. Once you go to the other location, the clock restarts, there are bills that have to be spread. I don't want to do that shit either. Bills that have to be split. Now I'm going to be close, more close to your coworkers and have well, to have I conversation. Like, oh, I'm not feeling too well, or I don't want to go out in nice, this $5,000 suit. I wouldn't say, I'm having fun now. That's too honest. I think he's, you know how. That's me. I'll take, I'll take an L for the minute. I want it. Males. Don't try to say males now. Pick fights so that the woman breaks up with them. You trying to have a fight before the weekend starts so you can have your fun? No. You just said picking fights. I said yeah, y'all. You try to pick fights so that you can. So we can have fun. I just say. So you can do your. We pick fights so that you can go out with your friends and not talk to her. So Andrew's still a nice guy. Yes, he's a great guy. Or anyone um, besides Lisa Andrew. And her fucked up. Her co-worker, she, you know, she's only just now beginning to fuck with these people. The women and Tori. Mm-hmm. So, I'm sure he doesn't want to just leave her high and fucking dry or deal with her emotional ass craziness. So, no, know, he does. He said I no. that statement was to try and pick a fight or give him a taste of Molly that she knew she wasn't going to like. See, I don't think so. I think he was literally just saying, I don't want to be with your coworkers anymore. He wasn't saying that he wants to leave and separate. He does not want to hang around your workers anymore. They've probably been there for hours. It should have at least been a conversation. That's why he, he was just he like, it wasn't honest. It was out of character because he's been such a yes person that we're not used to him even giving a gleam of an independent thought. Well, he has, but he never pushes it too far. But him saying that, I still feel like it was still, it wasn't even that bad. It's only bad because Molly can't stand when anyone says anything. What he said was fine. 
he just no i don't think so i think he was just it didn't he didn't have an attitude he didn't have anything he's expressing his difference of opinion but because it's molly it's all of a sudden like this big thing I'm not saying he's not. I'm just saying what he said was how people in a relationship should talk to each other. He was being honest and he didn't have like an attitude. He's just telling you he doesn't want to go. But no, I thought it was fine. That's I definitely would do something like that. I wouldn't do it in front of your coworkers, but I would have had more of his response. Like at least let's have some eye contact to see if, if we're going to do this or not. And just be like, okay, well we'll see. And then we'll have a conversation here and we'll decide whether we're going or not. You don't just be like, oh yeah, we'll come. And I didn't know. I didn't say I wanted to come. And we've been here for five hours. Like you're right. I don't, the clock restarting is a hard pass for me for most things. <laughs> visits and is apparently collaborating with Nathan. Um, so she goes to the barbershop. She, she gives a big old hey and classic black so black barbershops only this, that is a dichotomy. You either say hey and no one even bothers to acknowledge you exist or you say hey and it's like everybody turn to your neighbor and give them a hug and we're going to greet the church. Hey! Yeah. When she walked through it, she's like, hey, no one said anything. She said, oh, y'all tired? Okay. Um, but then uh, Nathan and them joke about, like, I, used to, I guess he's like a slave. Um, what? In the, like, in the closet of, we got y'all, or this is where you have lunch. Oh, closet. yeah. She was like, oh, you got a lunch closet, too. And he looked back like, what? And opens the door to a whole ass new right. <laughs> store. Which is where she's going to hold her next yeah he did offer when she helped him move in said that he had some space if she wanted to use it so this is not okay why because she asked Lawrence if she could help Nathan move because that was like a thing that they had done before agreed to before she decided to trap Lawrence between her legs and dick and pussy him down like y'all don't want pussy shut up no. You, didn't have, you don't have to get trapped. You literally will fall in after one conversation. So please. You don't have to get trapped in pussy. You go very willingly. You fall right into it on purpose. Well, she's using his space. That's not... He offered it. She's not using him. Somebody out, giving him the church uh, with the ass bumped out and blah, blah, blah. And sometime a nigga to, oh, let me use your barbershop to host my next event. That's not what happened. He offered her some space. He offered her. She didn't even ask. He offered to for her to use some space. They had a conversation about how they are going to be strictly platonic because she's in a relationship. They've established that they're just going to be friends. She didn't, she's not using, she's not using him. She hasn't, she didn't try to make him feel like they're going to be together. She didn't try to make him seem like they're about to fuck so that she can use his space. He literally offered after knowing that nothing was going to happen between them because she's back with another guy. She's been very honest about that. As I've said before, if Lawrence can get over it and they can move on, you need to get the fuck over it. 
<laughs> like what? They've grown back together. Get over it. She ain't your woman. And it had, they had a, they had a good conversation. Yeah. Um, about, he, he has a very light skinned approach to the situation, which I can appreciate. And I don't know, in my mind, I blacked out with rage because she's a hoe. Um, so if there's anything, is there any other. Your double standards. Y'all's double standards are all over the place. Yes, um, Andrew finally speaks up. While well, it's too late, he finally <laughs> speaks up. So, I don't. If if I if I hated Peter had a face, it would be Asian Bay at this point. Yes. And they also touched on something that I think plays a lot of relationships. If I want to watch a fucking show. Oh my gosh! Yes. You, let me do it. Give me my free. So, we, of course, we've spoken about that before. And although I am one to be like, no, we're going to watch it together. The difference with Molly is she is planning to do something else. She's planned that she knew what the plans were. She's planning to do something else. And he's offered, okay, well, I won't spoil anything for you. And no, she's like, no, you can't watch without me. It's like, what the fuck? We have plans. You're changing them. And now I can't watch what I want to watch on TV after everything else for this day is continually what you want to do. I can't watch a fucking hour show. Yeah, I'm, I'm trapped in your fucking house and you're going to take a well, fucking nap and I just can't. Well, they were at his house. They were at his house at that point, but still your point is valid. Oh, yeah, she still sucks. <laughs> but So that led into the deeper conversation of, Andrew telling her everything has been on your terms, including the Clippers game, including your work functions, including the stuff in Hawaii with his brother. And her first reaction, of course, is like, your brother is an asshole. Why would you whatever? And then as soon as Andrew is like, I don't think this is working. It's like, oh, my God, well, I can do this and I can do that and we can work on it. And this is the longest. It's like, how? When? Tell me. When have you done this? And So it's, it's at this moment that Andrew has realized that some, something in Andrew's life has shifted. He will Molly. never date a lawyer, never date a black woman, never date a dark skin okay. woman, never date a Nigerian, never wow. date a woman. He might be gay now. But You're being one of those butt-hurt men who gets their heart stepped on or get broken up with or has a breakup one time it's like fuck everyone it looks like you shut up y'all are whack for that hurt people hurt people people is the example of being a butthurt man that's exactly what i just said no one should stay together just just because no it's it's butthurt you're being butthurt like oh i had this breakup with this dark-skinned lawyer so now i can't date women a lawyer dark women black women all you guys suck Suck my dick. Huh? (laughs) Exactly. You get... What what is happening? Hold on. What's happening is the Lord is asking you to move on. No, he's not. Because y'all are super whack with this bullshit. Y'all are super whack. Like, you get hurt by... You get... Okay, I won't say quote-unquote hurt by. Because 
clearly he's breaking out with her. But y'all can have a breakup with a person. Now, all of a sudden, it's fuck everyone that's just like you, even if that's just all black women or all Darcyan women. No, I mean, having a, like a mature emotional response to a breakup, whereas you can break up with someone and not say, fuck everyone that looks like you. Like, that's ridiculous. It's called an emotional response. It's, you don't have to, no. It's a mature, you can have mature, you can have mature emotional responses from breakups all that you want. You want to be mad. You want to cuss that person out. Yeah, that person sucks. Maybe, depending on your relationship, I don't know. But to then, to then, to then extrapolate that to everyone who looks like you with the same profession is butthurt and it's um, <laughs> immature and it's stupid and men do it all the time. You gotta guard your heart. Yes, guard it without sexism and misogyny, especially geared toward geared geared toward racism. Colorism. What are you talking about? You just said a woman, a black woman, a dark skinned woman, that's prejudicing against a specific type of woman. It could still be misogyny. The point is, you don't, you don't fuck around and talk about one group of women based on one experience you've had. It's stupid. I know, and I'm saying it's a dumb. Which involves not dating Molly anymore. But continue. Correct. It's not extrapolated to every dark skinned black woman in general. Yeah, some men are trash. That's what you're describing. Go ahead. Some men are trash. Yeah, that's some literally what men are trash means. Continue. Um, oh, so then the phone rings and it's Kelly. And then Molly picks up the phone, which I understand, especially if. I would not have kept my camera. I would have been like, what the? I would have been, I, I would have been cussing her out if she picked that phone. Because I cannot believe if you're having a, you have pulled me into a conversation that I really didn't want to have, but I'm having to save our relationship or whatever. And now you. Well, they're breaking up. They're not saving it, but go ahead. You picked up the fucking phone? Well, to be I'm fair. To be fair, Kelly called her multiple times. If you get called once and you miss a call, that's fine. But once you get, no, no, no. Once you get a multiple, when the same person calls you. Okay, so go ahead and tell me when you're done. I will. I'm not. I didn't stop. You took a, no, you did. You took a long pause and I started talking. <laughs> go ahead. Go ahead and finish what you were saying. You were going to cuss him out. There's no, there's no break. It's she picks the phone up angry because she's gonna get an argument. And Andrew, of course, accepts it, and then they move on. Before we go to the next scene, Miss Miss Tempe, do you have anything? Oh, thank you. So first to the phone call. When you're in an argument, sure, you can be mad, but if your phone rings multiple times with the same person, it's obviously something that they really need. So although, yeah, in the middle of talking, although you saw me ignore the call like three times, even if I was about to answer, 
she definitely could be like at least hold on or something like that because she keeps calling. So I'll give you that. But if someone keeps calling you multiple times, I'm definitely going to stop this argument to answer. Now, if it's some bullshit, I'm about to be mad at that person too. <laughs> but yes, urgency call. Kelly calls. Clearly we know something's wrong. And I, from episode one, like, thank that you. Was a, that was a nasty Pelosi clap, but it wasn't. Like, you were right. You were absolutely Thank you. Right. you I clapped like Nancy, but I meant it like Farrakhan. I don't know. I feel like it was very anticlimactic, but whatever. So they call. Issa clearly got a call, and they're all at okay. Derek and Tiffany's house. So, I'm gonna. I'll wait. I'll wait till we get there. But um, so they yes, they they get a call. Like they all, we find out why she called, and of course, um, Tiffany is having a nervous breakdown. She has run away. Um, and it's it's postpartum. It's a, it's a real thing, and so. I don't know whose mother is there. It sounds like Tiffany's. I think she it is. Catfish. Kelly, I don't, I don't know what that means. No. I don't know what that means. Does it? She's at a fish joint? Like, what the fuck? And she never explains because the sister, I guess, <laughs> her other daughter pulls her away. And obviously, Molly and Issa are being very awkward um, interacting with each other because. It's an emergency. It's not time for your bullshit. Mm-hmm. At the same time, you both have to be here. I said, "Don't fuck with your ass," and nobody knows how much I don't fuck with your ass. Well, I mean that the way they, the way Derek and well, Derek wasn't there. The way Kelly last saw them, it was definitely obvious that they would not be fucking with each other. With each other but but not as much, like Kelly's, you said, because they were still all together hanging out. Right. Um, and so then they. They try to track down and crack the case of where the fuck is Amanda Seals? Tiffany. Looking for Tiffany. Looking for Latoya. It turns into looking. Looking for Tiffany. Tracking down Tiffany. I want to give kudos to Derek. He's always been the best, like, as far as being in a relationship with his person. But. I will agree with you. What caveat do you want to? I'll agree with you. Okay. (laughs) It seemed like a caveat was coming. He's always been as good as far as being in a relationship of the three of them anyway. From the very beginning, I mean. Some might say like, oh, he's whipped or he was this. But at the same time, I always, I don't find an issue with that most times because I feel like only you know what your partner needs and wants. And if you're willing to do that and it's fine with you, then everyone else can suck a dick. It's not about what you think my relationship should be. If I want to carry my wife's purse, that's what I'm going to do because I don't care. And it's helping her, and she loves me for it, and it doesn't bother me. If it bothered him, that would be one thing. But nothing has seemed to bother him about taking care of his wife, assuming that she takes care of him. I don't know. They haven't gotten deep deep into their relationship. Right. It should look like that from the outside. This is the person that you're supposed to. Yeah, exactly. So I don't like it when people on the outside, men or women, look into a relationship and be like, oh, this person does this. He don't have no balls. Oh, she do whatever he say. It would be different if they're complaining to you. But if they're fine, you should probably mind and get some business. Um, But anyway, kudos to him because it was so cute. When he's talking to the police department, he's trying to describe her. And he's like, I don't know, blonde, perfect looking. I was like, oh, my God, he's so sweet. 
I really enjoyed how they portrayed that scene and him and their marriage and that. Mm-hmm. You can tell that he he cares more about her well-being than he does the fact that he's at home with the baby by himself or he has to figure that out. He's much more concerned about her and knowing that something's been off, but he thought just doing his part or doing more than his part at times would help and kind of fix the problem. And I think it even, like, especially, well, we'll, we'll get there, but even as the scene unfolds, like, he's freaking out, not because... I would, if my wife were gone, like, for any, for two hours, and I didn't, and I couldn't find her, I would freak the fuck out, but I don't even, I, I think he knows now, because we all knew, that even watching her, watching the scenes unfold, that she's obviously going through postpartum issues. Yeah. I don't think he's worried about her being abducted or anything. I think he's just, like... It's not like an outsider threat that's attacking her. He's like, I need to find her to... Help her. Yeah, to help her. And granted, once you're out in these streets, it could easily become an outsider threat. Oh, absolutely, yes. So all these things are compounded, but definitely he's not worried about that portion of it. He's worried, like you said, he's worried about finding her just to comfort her and trying to help her out of whatever this is. So yeah, they leave. He asks the mother-in-law to stay with the baby. And he says he's going to go. So, of course, Kelly says she's going to go. And Molly and Issa are looking at each other like... I stand with you, bitch. Right. So, I'm going to go, too. Well, I'm going to go, too. (laughs) So, now it's Kelly. they didn't want to be around each other. And then they went on a chase. Because you don't want to be together privately. You need to be in a group. So, we're all going to pile into this car. So, now it's Derek, Issa, Molly, and Kelly going off to look for Tiff. And I'm sure Tiffany's told Derek that they don't do shit. So everyone at least knows that there's been a fight. Uh, also, just for a... That's where my notes end. I know what okay. happened with the rest of the Well, episode. go ahead. I will be here with you. Okay. So... Hmm. They went to a movie theater. They all arrived. Because someone's tracked her down or whatever. I can't remember how um, they got there. If they saw a ticket or it was... Yeah. She was told them she was... Or maybe she told him he, she was going to a movie and then just never came home. I can't remember. But either way, they're in the movie theater. Derek goes talk to the manager. Kelly goes to holler at a cop. Because <laughs> he looks like he's seen some shit. He's the producer, by the way. For the same thing on different floors? Or the well, different... They, they they agree where they should look, and then Issa actually again is like, you know, should we check this Molly's one like, or that one? No, that's better. Yeah, Molly's. She says we should check the concessions, and Molly's like, oh, the one. Issa says the one upstairs or downstairs, and she was like both, and you could see like, okay, well let's start, and she's like, well maybe we should split up, and she Issa was like, well, okay. You're probably right, and walks away. It's like, girl, she keeps she keeps extending, and you just keep just like slapping her hand away. So then uh, Kelly sees they have a bar at the movie theater. Yes. Like she definitely went and, there. And then, yes, she definitely went. <laughs> and then they go talk to the bartender, and 
like, uh, she, she drank margarita. Yeah, she was drinking a lot of margaritas. And then that's when they all went down memory lane. When the last time she had all these margaritas, where did she go? And it was some Mexican. She my week. <laughs> where she, Molly. She I can't remember, but Molly was what, at a work function or something, and everybody else had to figure out, I guess, what they're doing, and they were drinking. <laughs> and then they went and to. She got, she got quesadillas for the table, and the table was Molly. I do appreciate that moment because that's. You don't even fuck with this person. You probably would if you had plans to never talk to this person again, and yet you're still having a little bit of a witty bat. And then they all remember that they did like basically this Mexican restaurant <laughs> hop. And so they decide, okay, well she probably went to go get Mexican food. They figure out that um, I think at this point they figure out that her lift took her within a radius, a six dollar radius of where they were. And of course, Issa being a lift driver, she narrowed that down. She knows exactly where you can go for six dollars. So like that's a special it was. The moral of this story that I got was each person brought their expertise to finding her. Like Molly had the memory about where she went when they were drinking margaritas. Issa could narrow down that $6 lift that she took. Kelly was realized that she probably went to this bar because there's a bar in here. So they all brought something to the search, which I thought was nice. Like you can't do this without everybody being there. I did. I did think it was nice. I did appreciate it. Um, so she narrowed it down, so they go to the restaurant, and <laughs> they don't remember seeing her because, <laughs> like, I don't really like this job, so I doze out a lot. So he's not paying attention. He don't know if Tiffany came or not because he barely lo- likes this job, and he's just trying to get a check. Molly sees the security cameras. They go to the security office where they start playing back footage. Kelly sees Tiffany and tells him to stop. It's like, zoom in, zoom in. It's like, this is not Minority Report. It's like, well, what the fuck? Pan out. Pan to the side. I can't do that either. I appreciate the realism because niggas be expected. Like, yeah, it's like, what you mean? Yes. Bring that picture out in <laughs> AI. I want to see the screens Give up me here. Image. Zoom in with your finger. Zoom out. Throw this image on that screen. These are movies. Which takes me back to the movie theater when Derek finds the Uber and Kelly's like, what the fuck, Derek? That was important information. And he's like, well, I just found, he's like, all right, everybody chill out on Derek. And it was only her cussing Derek out in the beginning. Leave the Mexican place, get back on the bus and they start calling different hotels because the guy told them that somebody told him that she was drunk. So someone told her to take a, no, that was before. See, this is why you need notes. Now I'm going to really have to edit the shit out of this because we're doing a whole bunch of ums and figuring out what shit happens. It was before when um, that's how they knew to check Uber because the person at the bar told them, she told them to get an Uber. So they get on the bus and they start calling hotel rooms, different hotels. No one wants to give him the information because you're not supposed to. <laughs> and then Derek starts to have a conversation between he's sitting between Issa and Molly, basically saying how he knew things weren't good and she was struggling. Um, he thought he was doing his best and kind of feeling, you know, like a bad husband, like a failure that his wife even is going through this. And Issa is comforting him 
And so it was Molly, but you can see it's kind of, they're talking to him, but the same thing could be said about their relationship. Like everyone's just trying to do their best. You're doing your best. You're do, you've done your best for Tiffany. You're doing your best. And some things that you don't have control of, you've done your part. We're all just out here trying to do the best we can do. Um, and finally Kelly gets a bite from a hotel that will actually tell her that yes, they have this person at their hotel. And, and of course they try to get off the bus. As the bus is passing. And of course, niggas with a little bit of power, the bus driver won't talk to them unless they stand behind the yellow line. So first I I understand the urgency of the situation. But two things. One, they never stop when you don't want to. So you your best bet is to pull that fucking emergency exit and jump the fuck off of a moving vehicle. They will like they will not open that fucking thing. Will they not speak to you if your toe was across the yellow line? No, that's just an old nigga. <laughs> not to mention the white gay who was like my inner soul is a black woman. Like, we, that is not the compliment y'all think it is. If anything, it's just us trying to not be what rude. Like, what, why the fuck would you say that to anybody? This, people leave think, us alone. Right. Leave us alone. And instead we have to, or we feel like we have to keep up with this conversation and put on a smile or whatever just to get over the conversation. But it's not a compliment. It's actually nothing to us. We don't know you. Tell these other people that you know that you feel That's like offensive. you feel like a black woman on the inside. Tell your friends. So I also appreciate Kelly's response. And I can't remember her exact words. But basically she was like, I need you to stay the fuck over there. <laughs> like I don't care. So y'all beat your ass. The niggas being a nigga and then they come to a, they, they're at a stoplight, so the bus is stopped, and they just press it, which I don't, you can break out of a fucking bus. So that's what I thought, too. I was like, there's two doors. Can't you just push the one, you can just push it open, but I get you know, the theatrics of it. <laughs> like, what are you going to do if I press it? So they press it, jump off, and of course, the bus driver jumps off and is calling the police to come over, because what? the people on the bus also jumped off. Because why? You would act, You would think that the fare wasn't paid or something. Like, what, what is the problem? And so you have the police harassing this group of blacks. moment, I was kind of like, holy shit, was this filmed after the names are going to be exhausted? Yeah, no, it couldn't, because that was all during the pandemic. Rashad Brooks. Yeah, no, it had to be beforehand because... We were already in a pandemic and production for things were closed. Right. So this is just a reflection of how fucked up our relationship Yeah. Like over years. It's not like this is the first time we've been here. Um, so the cops, of course, are harassing the black people first, the group of blacks, to figure out what's going on. And of course, everybody got to raise up and Molly's talking about she knows the law and Kelly is just like, fuck y'all. <laughs> And was it just because we black? And then the cops were like, not, you know what? Not me. Not today. Like, I don't know what this is, but everybody just get away from each other. Go about your days. Because that is the best conclusion. The white boy pops off again. Because white people. Yeah. Because white people. Yes. That's it. The end. There's no excuse. It's just like, because you can't mind your fucking business. That's it. They get to the Sheraton. They go to the room. 
and you could see that Derek is he's clearly glad that he found her but he's he also feels the weight of finding her like is she gonna be okay is she gonna answer like he just doesn't know what's gonna happen when he knocks on the door so In her natural hair, no long Tiffany weave. There were three things that went through my mind. One, oh my God, is she with another nigga? Does she make poor life choices? Why do people think that? I mean, I guess we don't. Yeah. Well, we do know because now. I, just, I don't know. I, I don't. I don't. You didn't believe in me. You didn't believe in me. In, in different ways. The community. Mm-hmm. Women going through postpartum depression. Men going through depression. Men, black people going through bipolar. Oh, sorry. Being diagnosed. Women going through postpartum depression. People, black people going through depression. Black people going through diagnosed uh, bipolarism. Mm-hmm. Bipolar. It was just very, and the conversation that happened around it, and everyone being. Now, this is very Hollywood, receptive and open to it. Mm-hmm. Eric took his wife back without... I mean, I'm obviously going to have a conversation later about it, but he was just happy to see her. Everyone just kind of taken, okay, well, you had bipolar disorder, you went to Texas, to Austin, Texas to... I don't want to say figure your shit out. No, get a handle on it. Cause I, he I, said, I want to say be properly... Yeah, because he, he didn't know before. He knew that he was he was imbalanced. Um, yeah, imbalanced some type of way. But he went and got diagnosed. So that's what I like, too, because a lot of times people just never get diagnosed. You just have these manics and these depressive moments or these moments of being fine. And it takes you getting older to think that it's okay. It will be okay if I go to a doctor, one. And it will be okay if I am diagnosed. So like you said, I I like that about the show, that no one is making fun of mental health. It's almost like it's just this is a conversation that we're having, and we're figuring it out together. It's not like anyone's like, you went to the therapist, you bipolar, my nigga. It was just like, oh. Everybody took it very positive. Like, it was like, it's just here's your hug. Yeah. Okay, Lawrence and Issa, even they were like, I never knew that, and you never told me that then. Like, everyone took it very positively. And yes, it's very Hollywood. That is not, unfortunately, how it goes in real life. But it, I do appreciate them leaving space to make it comfortable, very comfortable, for people with mental disorders to, to admit they have them. Mm-hmm. So, I, I love that. I really love that moment a lot. Yeah, and you can see uh, Molly Issa... And Kelly are also breaking down in the background of Derek knocking on the door and her coming to the door. And my third thing was, I am also so happy that even though this was a very pinnacle moment in the storyline, Amanda Seals got no kind screen time. She looked rough. They hugged her. I think she said one sentence. I didn't know what to do. And that was it. I thought we were going to have to, like, hear about her breakdown. It was, Amanda Seals had, like, four breaths of air. I thought it was anticlimactic. I I thought it was such a letdown for what we, we've been on this hunt for her. And that's all that we get is, like, I didn't know what else to do. Which is 
an appropriate statement to make, but it was just like, I thought there would be like some like flashback to them getting counseling or some help or something. It was just like, Oh, that's it. I get that the buildup was just as important as finding her, but I just thought it was anticlimactic. It was anticlimactic, but I didn't want the climax of her talking. I didn't. Well, if we're going to waste minutes, let's not do that on this episode. We can revisit y'all in the next season episode. Um, yeah. So they hugged and Derek is happy to find her. And then it just goes to the next scene, which is, I don't remember. Is that when they go back? Andrew. Um, so they kind of wake up the next day. Damn, they ain't break up yet. I thought they already did that. No. Um, or maybe she just got back, but I don't. I think it was late. And it's kind of like. Oh, you're right. Because she's in a little sweatsuit. That was super cute. Look, congratulations. <laughs> of, of HBO. Um, so. And then, as we said, we get back to Molly and Andrew on the cusp of. Back to Molly and Andrew. Breakup. Uh, on the bouch. Andrew looks even more spent. He does. He looks. breathing her air. He does look like he's had enough. He doesn't know what to say because he doesn't want to say anything. He does not have it for her. But she's adamant to pull it out of him because to her, she's like, oh, I don't want it to fester. But on the other hand, she's not really respecting his boundary of saying we shouldn't, we don't need to talk about this. Because He's doing the mature thing. You just went through all this stuff, so let's just wait on this. Because he don't want to break up with her right after that, but you're going to make him. Right, because like, <laughs> I don't feel like dealing with your emotional ass and all this. And you're, you're focus on the work. You're off of this therapeutic high that you should have gotten from the therapist that you paid, but you got from Issa. And now you want to make amends and, like, be a better person as well, opposed to she didn't really make amends she didn't really do anything with Issa yet no no but like I'm talking about that scene when she was talking to Derek oh where Derek, like, she's Molly feeling her connection free of full three therapy a full wow free therapy session okay conversation I get her desire to want to get it all out in the open and communicate. But at the same time, people, you don't have to communicate as soon as one of you wants to, if you, he's clearly telling you he doesn't want to talk about it now. So he could have waited like tomorrow or at least until he's ready so that maybe you didn't get broken out with, but you didn't. So you did. And. Well, it's also telling that Molly doesn't know how to, in her relationship with this particular individual, Cause she doesn't, doesn't want know to. how to give him what he needs. Like, that's a good point. Yeah, yeah. she can't read the room. I mean, she is with somebody that she literally has given nothing to and doesn't know how to give to. She's just doing enough where he is not visibly pissed. <laughs> if I talk to your ass, I'm going to say something that's going to hurt your feelings, and I don't want to do that. Yeah, so he's had enough. They're breaking up. She's fighting not to fail. And not for this relationship. Because she's making all these bullet points about how this is the longest relationship we both had. I want to work on it. Don't you want to work on it? We've never gotten this far before. And Andrew asked her, what are you trying to save? And as I mentioned, of her going down all the things that she would change and do and fake commit to, 
even then I was like, girl, what are you, you haven't said anything about the person that you're with. Are you trying just to not fail at relationships or do you want to be with Andrew, the person? <laughs> like you're talking about two different things. She just doesn't want to fail at having a relationship anymore. So the goal was length of time, not like quality of relationship. Now that you bring that up, I think of the duality or dichotomy of the, like Issa's like Lawrence, you make me happy, and yes. Molly's like, oh, we, neither one of us has ever been away from this long, and I'm like, it's such a difference. What is she trying to say? Like what? Like you're not trying to say happy. You just she's trying to be with someone. She's trying to check a box. She's trying to check a box and Issa is trying to be in a relationship with the person that she's with right now. It's like Andrew could be anyone you would say and do all these same things because you're trying to reach a goal line that you think that you need to reach. You're trying to check a box that you think needs to be checked. And you're right. I didn't think about that until right now, but it was such a difference. Of course, we'll see that they both kind of end up at the same place, but it's for totally different reasons. And their relationship quality was very different. Molly wanted to look good in front of people. Meanwhile, her relationship with Andrew was never as good as even when Lawrence and Issa first got together because they were in a relationship with each other, not just in a relationship to be in one. Also, this would mean Issa's right because she definitely said, when your relationship with Andrew fails, it's not my fault. And it wasn't. Because you stopped talking to me, girl, and look, it still happened. And I feel like that... I'm still team Molly. I'm sure you are. I'm team Kelly. (laughs) <laughs> well, are we all that is a that is a best team to be on but it is like that it was she's trying so hard to just have a relationship that is not about the person that she's actually with and if she had slowed down and realized what an amazing person that she's with or just have some self-awareness she would realize that she is fucking it up and she's been fucking it up for weeks it has nothing to do with Issa because she stopped talking to her thinking that she was messy and going to ruin her relationship. Mm-mm. No. And wow. Like that's a whole topic on its own, how people just stay together for the sake of the visual or for the box to be checked. Like we already said. And then we get to the tragedy. Prince Lawrence. Yeah, he's definitely downgraded. Or Princess Lawrence. Princess Loretta. Lorena. Laura Faye. I don't know what you're trying to say. Okay, so we got the Issa <laughs> and Lawrence. Lawrence walks in. And looks disheveled. And I knew right then. Y'all tried to trick us with that last episode, but I wasn't going for it. I wasn't doing it. I- Yes, in the flashback, because at first it's just Issa and Lawrence, and Lawrence tells Issa that he just finished with Condola, who came to his spot, and cut well, to... did not fuck, again, proving, once again, black It does not prove... Not it doesn't prove anything, and no, one has nothing to do with the other. Um, <sighs> I love the splice scenes, though. I loved how it went back and forth. As Issa was asking the question, Condola was answering it in a scene with Lawrence. It was great. And everything I said was facts. Yeah, no, you were right. I mean, it was 
So one of my friends was like, this episode, this season of Insecure has been very predictable. Even still, the way they delivered some of the things and some of the messaging was still shocking. Like, it was still, after overcoming so much shit, for Lawrence to come over at the very end and be like, oh, Condola's pregnant. It's like, oh, fuck. Still, like, a draw. And you could just see Issa breaking down little by little like such in disbelief with and the more he's talking it's like the more it's sinking in that how happy she was 10 minutes before he came in the house it's just like shattering and so he tells her that condola came over and told him she was pregnant um so and here's where i think this episode is going to take a real hard turn and we're going to yell at each other. <laughs> or we might not. We probably I will. We I don't think it's that... I understand being shocked and it's a it's a weight to bear. But before we talk about our reactions, I want to get through the whole scene because Condola tells Lawrence that she's pregnant. Of course, you can see that he's shocked, but then she goes on to say exactly what I knew she was going to say, whether she means it or not. She says, you know, she wanted kids. She just didn't. She knew that she didn't want it with her ex and that she was an ex-husband. Okay. That's an important factor. It is. It's not really whether it was her old boyfriend or not. I mean, yes, it's her ex-husband, but it could have been a boyfriend that she was together with for 20 years and she still didn't want to have a baby with him. So the distinction, it's still her ex. What, I mean, the distinction is that she professed before Lord and the state, God and the state and her family that she was going to not leave this person until death they parted. Which has nothing to do with the fact that it's her ex that she didn't want to have kids with. <laughs> no, and she told him that she didn't want to get married again at all. It wasn't just her ex. She didn't. She made. She, she gave the. She. Can, she presented herself to not want that life. No, she didn't, which is what I said last episode. She presented herself to not want a husband. She did not want to get married again. She never said she did not want to be with someone or have kids, which is why I said last week that she is going to want to keep her baby because in her mind, she always, she wanted kids. She just did not want to have them, quote unquote, yet, because you're never fully prepared, but she never wanted to be married again. That has nothing to do with having children. She is so about she that child to, life. She wants to have kids with... And I'm... It does not have to be her husband. You don't have to just wait to be her married. Fuck her fuckboy Lawrence. No. Yes. Just because you have a baby with someone, she clearly was not planning to do it. She's also not planning to get an abortion just because she's not in a relationship with Lawrence. She still I wants mean, her I mean, child. <laughs> I totally understand why she wants to keep her baby, and I totally understand why she wouldn't want to have a second it's nothing to do with but I think that being with a husband. Questions, while rude, were fair. Okay, and I hadn't even gotten that point yet. I'm just saying she never said that she did not want children. She said she would be in a relationship again. She never wanted to. She didn't want to be in a serious relationship. Now she never wants to be married. She never said she did not want to have children one day. It just came. <laughs> Super convenient. It just it came, came. <laughs> at a time she wasn't expecting. Um, so like I was... A consequence, a condolence of coming. 
Yeah, yeah, I guess. But she, she, so she told him she wasn't expecting anything from him. The only thing that was different from what I thought is Lawrence was fine with continuing on with Issa instead of me thinking that he was going to be feel obligated to cut it off with Issa and just continue on with condominium because they had their child. But no, it was Issa. Shut the fuck up with this. This is so stupid. <laughs> <laughs> it's not true. It's never gonna be true. It's not true today. <laughs> but to my surprise, Issa is the one that you can see is about to shut down instead of Lawrence. So I do kind of think that because you know it looks like we are seeing the end of two relationships, but it could just be like, oh, we just heard up until this point, and then they're gonna continue working on it next season. But I wouldn't be surprised if. Issa actually cuts off the relationship that Lawrence will then try to be with conditioning instead and see what that life be like. Well, Issa still has Nansford over at the barbershop. Yeah, so we're definitely going to see. ready and willing to lay some pipe, so We are going to see what happens. I do think it's interesting that both... Sorry. No, I'm done. I was just exasperated. Um... (laughs) Issa and Lawrence and even Molly and Andrew kind of relationships ended with the frustrations that the opposites had. Like, Issa and Lawrence broke up originally because Issa cheated. And now, though Lawrence didn't cheat, he's still, someone else is knocked up. Mm-hmm. A sexual act occurred that's fucking a shit up. A break and baby. I said I did not want them to have to decide on no break baby. And here we are with the break baby. <laughs> and Molly and uh, Andrew had turmoil because Molly wouldn't open up and Molly was being pissy. And here we have Andrew, rightfully so, um, giving Molly some of her own medicine and but in the most mature way, because still, it wasn't no big to do. He basically laid out the facts. She got mad. And then <laughs> it's like, all right, girl, well, you're not even fighting for me. You're fighting to stay in a relationship. You're trying to get to an anniversary. It don't have nothing to do with me. Yeah, so Issa said this is too much. And that's all we really see of that scene. And to be honest, I'm not even... If I was in Issa's position, I wouldn't, I would be mad. I would not be mad because I know how nature works. I know how bodies work. I know what y'all did so that it could create a baby. And we weren't together at all. But at the same time, I would be mad at it. But I don't know if I would cut the relationship off like that day. It's like, I need to sit with this for a little bit because we're doing so well. And what happened with her, with, um, Lawrence and Condoleezza Rice, that really wasn't none of her business. Like, they were doing their own thing. So it's kind of like, you're either going to accept that you got with the man that had a baby, like people do, even though it seems like it's on you, but it really wasn't. So I would definitely have to sit with it for a while before I came to a conclusion. I don't think either scene ended with us having no shit clarity on whether either relationship ended. We have no closure. I mean, I definitely think Molly and Asian Bay are done, but Lawrence and Issa, I mean... I want to see both have it out. 
Just because Kamboch is pregnant, I mean, doesn't mean Lawrence can't move to San Francisco. Doesn't mean Issa and Lawrence can't be together. It just means that Issa can't bear his firstborn. Well, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, it nothing means that you can't be together. It does seem like Issa is not ready to say yes now. And obviously, it adds a layer of complication to everything. Like, he might choose not to go to San Francisco now because it is five hours away. And you know she's not going to drive that baby five hours. And you know she's probably not going to hop on a plane with her baby to come see you. So you're going to have to have all these moving parts. So although clearly it can be done, you can be with a man that has a baby. It just is hard to swallow when that baby is incubating at the same time as you're with that person. That baby is not of this world yet. And you know Condola. <laughs> it's not like it's some random bitch. Like you were friends with. Look, I got my contacts. Constellations. Right. I, she has her contacts. We're moving on with Andrew. We will find another convalescence. Yes. Next scene. So many open ends that we're going to have to see how it works next season, but finally, finally, it looks like this bitch Molly called Issa first. Yes. Yes, it does. You know what we call that? Gross. I don't... So what do you have to say about Molly calling Issa at this selfish hour? Hmm? Hmm? Because I thought a nigga saying Issa used Molly to talk about herself, say something. An option. Molly is just... She... Because you went in on Issa calling her to talk about good news, and now you're not going to say nothing about Molly calling Issa up to talk about bad news? Okay, finally, Molly's going to use Issa like Issa's used Molly so many times. That sounds better than what you was about to say. Okay. Good for Molly. Good turn. Turn that. Turn the other cheek. Flip it. Flip it. Molly's calling about. Molly's calling about bad stuff. Issa what Issa's done to her so many times. Nah. Molly's hitting her up for the bad times. Issa was calling Molly up for the good times. Issa was calling Molly up. Molly was calling Issa up. Because she was so, going through Issa a breakup. Molly up to talk about what the, who, the, who she's going to wind up fucking. She doesn't, why do you extrapolate shit to the max? It was not about no fucking. It was about Nathan no, and Lawrence. That was it. Where did you get fucking from? Why do you exaggerate so hard? When Issa went there, did you not get the impression that Nathan wanted to fuck? That was Nathan. Issa was talking about whether she should help this nigga move or not. You be doing the absolute most. <laughs> And now we find out that she's also still using Nathan. Anyway. um, She's not still using Nathan. Nathan offered her information in a place and he wants to be her friend. How are you using her when you offer it it to her? When she she entered the place, it wasn't. How is she using? How are you, you? How is Issa using Nathan? That's what you just said. She could have said up front, hey, she did. First of all, no woman should have to be like, oh, hey, person who asked me a random question, you're not going to get asked. because the, the, the first thing that a guy says when you say we're not fucking is, oh, I wasn't going to ask you to fuck anyway. It's like, why would no, you? Why would you? Sometimes it's, get off my damn mind. You're not a woman. I'm telling you an experience from a woman. You, If you come right out and tell somebody that is just talking to you like a friend, like, oh, hey, you know, I'm not interested 
the first thing they're going to say, oh, I wasn't going to do that anyway because their little feelings be hurt. So for them to have, they've already had a friendship. They've been talking throughout her block party. You just, you blink out all the actual information just because you want Issa to be a hoe so bad. They've spoken for months. They've been speaking for months. No sex. They had sex beforehand. The block party was like three weeks ago at this point. It's been weeks. So that means she, that means she spoke to him before the block party because he helped her get in contact with Andrew. You just like deleting all this stuff because you're so set on you're so set on Issa being some type of hoe when she's not displayed any there's she has not displayed any of that information or that type of intention this whole season. You're talking about Issa from two years ago, and if you want to call her a hoe for being, if you want to talk about if you if if you want to talk about Issa being a hoe that's two years ago that she cheated on Lawrence is what I was about to say before you cut me off okay it's been a year and a half it's just been like over a year they just talked about how each person had a birthday that's at least one year so if you're talking about Issa being a hoe that's at least a year and two months or 12 months ago you are literally talking about her being a hoe every single episode that we've talked about her you've insinuated that she's a hoe so don't retract now you've literally said it she's not not a hoe she she literally said it because you're talking about you're talking about one incident from a year ago that she's repented for that the man that she cheated on with has also forgiven her for because they're moving forward and you're stuck on it for what how was she a hoe i may not how is she a hoe then? She's not, but you keep holding on to it. So let's talk about what she's doing today. What she did today has never led Nathan on to think he's going to fuck. She told him she as soon as, can I finish? That has nothing to do with what you're talking about now. She I'm was a just, single I'm, person right. when, she had, I'm when she had sex with Nathan. She was a single person. She stopped talking to Nathan for months because he went away. He came back. They still were not having sex. So what are you talking about? The same moment that he finally made it clear that he wanted to be sexual with her, she shut it down to say that she was dating Lawrence. And she's been saying that to him since. She has never acted in a way to make him think that he's going to have sex. And if he thought they were going to have sex, if she if he thought he was inviting her over for sex, that's his fault. Like it is every man who asks a woman to do something expecting sex. That's your fault. You should not expect sex from a woman, period. If she came over, you wanted to have sex, you tried it, she said no. It's never been an issue since. You keep making an issue. For what reason? I don't know. We were talking about Issa using people. And she's and I said she's never used Nathan. She's never used Nathan. Molly used Issa to have the conversation to air out her grievances. And flipping the script. Issa has used Molly so many times you, in crisis. You, so, yes, I'm giving Molly the energy that you want me to give her. No, you're not. But Molly that's, is shit for calling Issa to use her. And I said, fine, that's a better reason than you saying that Issa keeps using people because she never used Nathan. And that's what we got on because you keep saying she used him and she never has. She has literally never used Nathan. Nathan has offered things to her and she has shut it down when she started dating Lawrence. And he still wants to be friends with her. He's still offering his shop and his friendship with her. That does not make her any type of any hope. They they started a... They started what? They started a casual relationship. The they started a casual friendship. They were not dating. That's why I said casual. 
You said a casual relationship. I'm telling you, they, I'm saying. So what are you talking about? They, uh, that, exactly. They have a relationship, a friendship. So how, my thing yeah, was. Friendship where you're like, oh, oh my God. How? You keep talking about the same conversation where she shut him down to say she's dating Lawrence. That's why I'm like, what are you even talking about? You're talking about what Nathan does. How is Issa using Nathan? She's not. You still haven't I'm, said I'm that one example. He thought there was a chance for sex. In fact, how is Issa using him? Who was irate? Which means he had a reaction. He was not irate. That he was a little misled. And like I said, just because a man feels misled does not mean he was actually misled. There was nothing that she and did to mislead him. Doesn't think you're misleading a man doesn't mean that you're not. I agree with you, but with our eyes, we've seen their conversations. She has never led him on. She even them talking does not a lead on. She was even like, I hope you know I would do the same for you and blah 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 and did all this apologetic bullshit. Uh, when are you talking about? When Molly cussed her the fuck out at the block party, the next scene when she was like, I don't even fuck with Molly no more. That the next day when they like, were talking, oh, Nathan, like, I hope you know that I would do the same for you and blah, 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 and all this having a conversation. Bullshit. Let's move on. Cause you're doing the same we thing men do. Cause you're doing that same shit that men do. Yes. Shit is dumb. I mean, there ain't nothing really to say. They ain't say shit, which was annoying. It was like, we came all this way. <laughs> we came all this way. And y'all not saying nothing. Like, so on one hand, sure, friends are supposed to be there when your chips are down. On the other, it shouldn't be what holds y'all together. One of y'all or both of y'all got to be in a bad place to connect. This is the end? Like, this rough patch between them has plateaued five different times this season. I'm oversaturated <laughs> at this point with their bullshit. Have it out already. And I thought that's what we were going to get at some point this season, and we still have it. Now we're doing this. Have it out. Or shut the fuck up about I think it. The block party, they had it out pretty bad. I'm saying as far as actually addressing yes. the flaws in their relationship, actually addressing the fact that they've been shitty to each other one more than others in these last two weeks, but they need to at least address it. Like argue, talk some real shit. Don't just get together and be like, oh, I had a fight with this person. Oh, I had a fight with this person. Let's talk about our fights with these other people. No, nigga, talk about each other. I mean, I don't understand female friendships. I can tell you, this is annoying me. They seem rough from what I've seen from afar. <laughs> they can be. Like, friendships, as I've said before, friendships are such sexless, romantic relationships. All of the work to maintain a strong bond without the benefit of genital smashing. Did you say genital smashing? <laughs> yes. <laughs> are these two words that came out of your mouth? <laughs> so much work and no sex. So once that, once the benefit is gone, it's just, it's hard to, I think that's what's hard too, because you can only go so far with friendships that once your annoyance reaches a certain level, it's like, I need a break. And hopefully y'all come back off that break, but this is extending too far. And the fact that I have to wait until next season sucks because I still feel like they're never going to address it and they're just going to be friends again, bonding over their alleged breakups or their alleged reconciliations. I want to see these bitches fight for real. <laughs> if this is a friendship, talk about it. This is the type of African-American <laughs> black uplifting that we need to set up 
to see these bitches duck if they punch. At least verbally. Like, verbally fight each other. You, no, no, no. What you want to do is see Issa break Molly down. Yes, or at least I want them to... <laughs> I want them to be real with each other. Stop all this bullshit about not wanting to get into it. Because if you're not going to get into it, that means you're not going to be friends. And if you're not going to be friends, then why are we at this damn table? And if we're at this damn table, how dare you in this finale with y'all just sitting there talking casually? All I know is you've been that way two fucking years to watch them resolve this shit. I don't care what movies, comedy tours they want to go on. This shit better come out fresh in June. Now, right now, looking for Latoya got a podcast, like it's a real show, and they keep sending out posters and stuff. I'm getting more information about Latoya than I am about this damn friendship. Latoya is in the back of Red Lobster. I'm annoyed. Eating Cheddar Bay biscuits. I'm tired. It just ended so abruptly. Like, I don't even have anything else to say. I can't wait for it to come back, but. So, lightning round. Closing arguments. Why? Why can't I even say it? You did. It was said. <laughs> Choose your fighter. Molly, Kelly, or Tiffany? You know it's Kelly. As it should be. But I didn't know if you were going to go the legal route and because Molly no, knows the law. I'm going, I'm, nigga, I'm from Philly. <laughs> Do you stay with the woman you love who accidentally had a break baby or no? So I'm glad that we're doing this because my lightning round questions are very insecure related <laughs> as well. Um, stay with the woman I love. Okay. How much child support do I have to pay if I go with the if I, do I not have to pay if I go with the break baby woman? What? It's a break baby I, on you. You didn't have a child to pay child support. I mean, condolences I, has money. And she's not unattractive. What are you talking? Did, did you not understand my question? You're the- I did, but now I'm reconsidering. <laughs> oh, I'm like, wait. the break baby is on the you. The woman I love. The woman I love. <laughs> okay. Choose your postpartum drink of choice: margarita, Manhattan, or ripping shots. Um, being that my body can't produce a baby, I'm going to say ripping shots. <laughs> Well, it would have been postpartum. So, if anything, you would have just had to worry about breastfeeding. But at this point, who gives a fuck? If you have postpartum, you're probably not breastfeeding anyway. I'm pretty sure your hormones still are completely balanced. That has nothing to do with the type of alcohol you can drink. Should drink. (laughs) Yes, should. Insecure adjacent. Who would you forgive first? Molly or Nova from Queen Sugar? Nova because Nova Are you serious? Listen, only because Nova at least eventually came around to knowing that what she did was shitty. She did it. But at least she's self-aware. Molly has yet to say anything about how shitty she's been. Okay. Um I I you answered it. Um <laughs> wow. You really hate Molly. Fuck Mary Kill. Nathan, Daniel, Andrew, Asian Bay. I'm going to fuck Nathan, kill Daniel, and marry Asian Bay. Wow, okay. 
<laughs> what question do you want answered more? What happened between Andrew and his sister? Or where the fuck is Latoya? At this point, they have over fucking done it with Latoya. I want to know what happened between Andrew and his sister. Also surprising. Um, last, um, what's oh. your favorite line from Kelly? Remember me different or growth? Remember me different. <laughs> I've had those moments. Remember me different. Yeah, you feel like you got it and people are looking up to you and at you and it's all chill. And then you had those other moments where it's like, remember me different. Don't remember me like this. Next week is our anniversary episode hopefully by then we will have a few things up our sleeves to throw at you and we're just gonna drink shit and talk shit also hopefully no other black people have been murdered by police truth here's hoping fingers crossed this has been disagreeable yours with timby and wit bye guys